I'm really honored to be here this morning to lead you in a spiritual practice called Centering Prayer. And Centering Prayer is just an opportunity for us to be quiet together, spend a few minutes in silence, reflecting on focus, you might get distracted, and that's okay. But just allow your thoughts to come back and focus on Jesus. So I'm going to light a candle this morning, and I want you to use the candle as a bit of a focus point for you to focus on Jesus as the creator of the world. In a time when the world is in darkness, now, Lord, to focus on you and that you would create space in our hearts to do work that you want us to do in our hearts. Spend some time focusing on Jesus as the light of this church. Offer yourself and all your darkness to Jesus and remain in the light. Allow yourself to be comforted all the darkness in this world cannot put out the light of even one match. How much greater is the light that's in you and the light that's in this church? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I feel like I don't need to say anything. Great. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to uh, to take a minute sometimes and just focus on, yeah, the Spirit of God. He's here with us, and He's always with us, even if sometimes we don't uh, take take the moment to to recognize that. So, today is local teaching, although it's not really. But I wanted to talk to you guys today. So at East Toronto. It's local teaching today. Amazing. So glad that you guys are here to join us today for church. Uh, you are new or newer and you don't know who I am. My name is Jen and I am the uh, lead pastor here at the Meeting House in East Toronto. Um, and if you are new today, um, you're going to be hearing a little bit of an inside conversation with our church family, which is great. So I hope that you can appreciate that and join in with us. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be, uh, this is more of an interactive morning where we're going to be talking together about our church, um, where we've been over the last uh, number of months and where we're headed in the months ahead. So I started as your pastor last summer, last August or so, August 1st, I believe. Um, and man, it was an adventure if we can remember back to there. Uh, last August, we were not yet meeting in person again and we were starting to figure out what church was going to look like in a post-COVID world. Coming to church with a mask on, we thought that was going to be weird. We weren't allowed to touch anything, uh, you know, physical distance, all of that stuff. Um, it was a bit of a, a, a funny space to be in. Um, but with a bit of maybe shared anxiety, we began regathering after a long 19 months of not and man, did that feel good, and does it feel good to be worshiping our God in the same place, to have our kids learning about Jesus with their friends again in Kidmax. It has been so, so good to be together again. I have also started to notice something else, though, in the months that we've been uh, together. 
Our church, the Meeting House East Toronto, from what I understand, we're operating pretty much similarly to how we did before the pandemic, right? In 2019 and those, those few precious moments of 2020 before we entered a pandemic. There's a bit of a problem with that, though, that we've been operating like just like we did in 2019, is that um, this isn't the church it was in 2019. Um, we can probably just look around and realize that right now, uh, just to be really honest. There are some that haven't returned yet to Sunday mornings, and that's okay. And there may be some that won't return. And we know, of course, we talk about this a lot at the Meeting House, that church isn't this. I mean, this is a part of church, but church is people. Church is us doing life together. We have other expressions of church within the meeting house. We have home church, which is real church. And some of our folks throughout the pandemic, and, and I don't want to say since the pandemic, because we definitely are still in it, but some of our uh, church family have decided that home church is church for them. And that's super exciting. And we celebrate that. That is an exciting thing. What is still true, though, in saying that, that God is still working in this place on Sunday mornings, and I hope I can get an amen with that. Can I? Yes. God is definitely still doing something here on Sunday mornings. We've been getting visitors almost every week since we've restarted. There has been someone new coming almost every week. People are encountering God in this space. I know I just did a second ago with the practice that we went through. People are encountering God. Kids are learning about Jesus and KidMax. So even though right now we don't look exactly like we did in 2019, good things are still happening with the Meeting House East Toronto in 2022. And I'm super excited to be a part of what God is doing in our community. So in the fall, as we started regathering and started looking at, you know, what all the pieces of our church were going to um, be, I started to ask myself some questions. I started to ask, why are some of us, maybe some of our volunteers or some of our leadership team, why are some of us feeling frustrated? Why are we in such dire need of volunteers, even though virtually all of us here, I know all of you virtually are serving already. So what's, what's up with that? How come we still feel this stress, even though we're all doing the things and being a church together? I asked the question, is it possible that what is needed now for our church is not what was needed in 2019. How has church changed in the last two years? How has Sunday mornings changed in the last two years? And I just started asking myself that question. And really the big question is, what does our church need to be church, capital C? Like what are the elements that, that make a, a church? Um, just asking that question. So when I thought about that, of course, I thought that I would turn to the very first church that ever met. Um, and so if you have a Bible or an app with you, we're going to go to Acts chapter 2. It's a very well-known passage, I'm sure, if you've uh, been in church for long. This is kind of uh, right after Jesus is like, peace out, heading back to heaven, and the apostles are like, now what? And then the Holy Spirit comes, there's Pentecost, Peter does this great big old sermon, and then the believers, the Christians, meet together. And so this is verses 42 to 47. They, the church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. 
Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. That passage gets me really excited. And I have, I have dreams of what our church can be, what it has been and what it can be in the future, of a church that, regardless of its size, is vibrant, a church where everyone is part of the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is alive and moving. Lives are being changed. A place where we are being the church as Jesus intended which honestly may not be exactly what we looked like a few years ago, and that's okay. I mean, collectively right now, especially, we are in a season of asking these very same questions. What is church? What does it mean to be church? And what is God calling our church to be in the months and years ahead? Have you ever stopped and asked yourself where our model of Sunday morning even came from, the one that we are so comfortable with? It's actually not from the Bible. I don't think you could find a kind of a system of what we do on Sunday mornings in Scripture. Um, We actually worship in a way that's similar to Eurocentric Western Christendom, just as a FYI. So the 2019 model, the current model we have of church, it's not the model of church. It's not the only way to do things. It is one way to be a church for sure, and it has served us really well. Um, But it's not the only way to be church, to be followers of God together as a community. Coordinators and our elders, uh, we met together and we asked this question, what is church? What is it? What is it that Jesus is asking us to be here in East Toronto? It's genuineness, it's authenticity, it's intentional community responding to the needs around us. Deuteronomy 6, passing faith on to the next generation, worshiping in spirit and truth, inviting God's presence among us. These are some of the things that we thought of. Now, my question is, do you have any more things to add to what we just shared as leaders, what church is? And this is a part that's going to be interactive. So uh, my tech friends, we have a word cloud that's going to appear in a moment. If you guys all want to get out your cell phones, this is going to be an interactive moment. I would love to hear from you guys what you think church is in there, and you should see them start to pop up and populate this space. If you have a sentence, just don't put spaces because each word goes up separately. I tried that and I was like, oh no, so just fair warning. But yeah, I would love all of us as a community to ask that question, what is church? When we read Acts 2, 42 to 47, and we think about church, God's plan for his people to be together on earth and to share his message with others, what, what things encapsulates church in your mind? Whatever you're thinking, throw it up there, and we're going to reference it. It's going to stay up for a while. We'll reference it again in a few minutes. So the big question we're asking today is this. Where is God at work in our church today? Could we be healthier and better equipped or better set up to do the things that he's asking us to do? Could we set up differently so we could get better at these things? What does it mean to agree with God about who we are now instead of lamenting that we aren't who we once were? I'm going to say that again. What does it mean as a church to agree with God about who we are now? 
Because right now, honestly, our systems that we have here for Sunday, as wonderful as they are, they are built for a local church that does not exist. Maybe it will again in the future, and that'll be awesome, but right now, it, it just doesn't. You can just look around and say, it doesn't right now. In the next few months, we need to focus on creating spaces that are vibrant and healthy for a community of around 80 to 90 believers, including kids. That's about what we've been hitting on Sundays, around 80 or so people, including our children, where we can do the Acts 2 sorts of things, the things that are in this word cloud. And I believe, as I mentioned, kids, they're coming back. So that's awesome because they want to be a part of this conversation too. So hello, children, come on in. But yeah, we want to create spaces that are vibrant and healthy for the church we have right now, the people that are in this room, the people that call our church home. Um, so the things that are in this word cloud, the things that are act two sorts of things, let's see what we have here. Passing faith, music, presence, invitation, discipling, Holy Spirit, love that, support, intentional, children, family, compassion, all ages. Okay. There's lots of things, and you guys can keep adding to that as well, but I love seeing all of these things that we are thinking about as we want to be the church that God is calling us to be in the months that are ahead. So today, right now, uh, as I said, kind of thinking about where we were in 2019, we have a volunteer system, a fantastic volunteer structure here to make Sundays happen. The thing is, is that our system right now is structured for a weekly event of 160 to 180 people. We have no space or no margin to do much else than just keep in the Sunday rhythms going. Because, and I realize this, we all have lives outside of church, right? <laughs> We're not all like me uh, at the church full time. We have other lives, and so there's other things that we are doing. And so when Sunday requires 25 volunteers every week to make it happen, it does what we're seeing in this word cloud. As I was saying earlier, church for us includes a Sunday piece. Of course, we're here now. But in order for this word cloud on the screen to be true, our church includes lots of other things besides the Sunday morning space. And all of these other expressions of church are just as valid. Home church and compassion and family time and spiritual friendships, all of these things are church too. And we need these spaces to live out what we know so we can share our faith with those we love so we can experience God in his created world, which he loves. So, where does this leave us? Well, if ever there was a time to experiment on what church is and what it could look like, just to see what could be possible, I think it's now. Because we're still kind of in a pandemic. Uh, this is the last Sunday in March, if you're wondering what's happening to 2022. Next week is April, which means summer is not that far away. And I value every one of you and the time and energy you continue to give to this church. So as I think about the summer coming and already kind of, you know, needing more volunteers than we have, summer is coming. I don't want to burn us out as a church community so that by the time September gets here and we're kind of back into those things, we're already tired of, you know, all of the things and like need a break or what have you. Can I get a show of hands who is planning to not be here this summer? Yep, me too. Because guess what? For the last two summers, it was hard to travel. We, a lot of us didn't go very far because it, it wasn't maybe as safe to do so. But this summer, my gut is a lot of us are not going to be here every single Sunday. 
because we can travel, we can see family, we can do things that maybe we didn't feel comfortable doing the last couple of years. And we want to celebrate that. I'm excited and I am glad that we get to have some of those vacation experiences this summer. I don't want any of us to feel guilty about, oh shoot, I'm not going to be at church all of the time. I'm a bad person. No, spend part of our healthy lives. And so we can be the church even when we're on vacation. We don't have to be in this theater on a Sunday morning to be the church. But it does put the Sunday service into a bit of a pickle volunteer-wise. Let's just be honest. There aren't magical fairies that will come and set things up and, and you know, be with our kids and do all that stuff when we are in our summer spaces. But I also believe that we would like to be here on Sundays for those wanting a faith community to be a part of, to worship together, to learn together, to explore for the first time or to connect with each other and with God. So it's not really rocket science to realize that we won't be able to operate our normal Sunday services every single week this summer. Because like I said, every Sunday we need 25 volunteers to make things happen. The math doesn't work. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, if we're all here in the last few months, we have 80-ish people. Um, the holiday weekends we've had so far in February and March, we had 45 people in church, including kids. So if we need 25 a week to run, it kind of, the math just doesn't really work. So when we examine our church body today, we have, I believe, two major options to consider as we think about just the spring and the summer months. I'm not talking about a forever thing. I'm talking about, you know, the time from May to about Labor Day or so. We, the leadership team, want your feedback on the discussions we're having, and what you think God is calling us to do and be in the next few months. We didn't want to be okay with it. We want your feedback, and that's what today is all about. We want your feedback on which you think would be our most Jesus-y, most loving approach for our church and our community in the next few months. So there's kind of two things that we uh, are talking about in terms of, well, how, how could this work moving forward? And I think I have... Um, like a math slide. Do I have a math? The math, yeah. So there's kind of two ways that we could move forward here in the next few months, just looking at the number of people we have, the number of people it takes to, to do a Sunday and all of that good stuff. The first option is, again, most of you are volunteering. You know that most of us are on a three-week rotation uh, of serving. If all of us decided to go to serving every other week instead of every three, uh, we actually could keep Sundays going exactly like they are now. The math works. I literally have a spreadsheet because I'm that weird of a person. <laughs> and if we uh, served every other week instead of every three, boom, works fine. We're great. Things continue as normal. Uh, my question would be, are we all feeling up for that as summer is coming and as vacations are going to happen and all of that good stuff? And then there's a second option that we've been talking about and considering, and honestly, an option that many of our Meeting House sister parishes have been doing um, since relaunch, be to run our normal Sunday services like we have here today uh, every other week. And we would basically go opposite of our downtown parish if we were to do that. So if we only did normal Sundays every other week, then what happens on the opposite weeks? Well, there's some things we could do. Um, one idea that our leadership team talked about that I'm really excited about with my next gen heart is that uh, we were proposing an all-in service, um, which would only require eight to nine volunteers on that Sunday instead of 25. So an all-in service would be actually what's happening right in this moment. Hello, children. Um, <laughs> so it would basically be a service where all of our church of all ages would be in this room together and we would do church together 
as a family, as a church family. Young, old, doesn't matter. We would all be together. And this would hit two of the main things, and that is um, communal worship, worshiping God together, and the faith development of our kids. And I threw around Deuteronomy 6 earlier. This is a uh, passage of the Old Testament I just love, where uh, the Israelites are told to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and to impress them on your children. And I know a lot of us talk about how parents are the primary faith developers of their kids, which is true, but the church has a role to play too in doing that together. And so an idea of an all-in service would really give us concrete ways to do that for the whole church to come alongside families and to um, you know, help our kids in their faith. Other options for option two is we could commission you to watch the live stream at home, maybe have watch parties with some of your friends. I know some people in our community are doing that now. You could attend our downtown Toronto site. Uh, they're currently meeting on weeks two and four, so we would go opposite of them. Um, or we could just commission you to be the church in other ways on that day. Our new market friends are doing that. They have rest Sunday once a month where they don't meet in person, but they are church in other ways in their neighborhood. So in just a second, we're going to open the floor because I know I've thrown a lot at you and I really want to hear your feedback and your thoughts and your questions. Um, my good friend Matt Miles is going to be our mic runner, um, so that'll be great. And because some of us may be sharing mass, if you aren't, or sharing mass, no we're not, sharing a mic, um, if you're not wearing a mask, I would encourage you to when you're speaking into the mic, just so we don't get like all of our germs onto one microphone, because that might not be great. Um, so I would invite you to do that. Um, again, we are a church together, and so this isn't a decision that I want to make by myself. This is not a decision that our leadership team wants to make by themselves. But we do sense that uh, kind of the way we're structured for Sundays right now, as we look at summertime coming, um, where, you know, even in a normal year, our numbers drop. We just want to be really honest and set our church up to be healthy, vibrant, and be excited about what God is doing instead of feeling like, oh, it's so hard. We want to keep things in a, in a good space. Um, so before we go to Q&A, things that we haven't even tried before, and we also need rest. Do we want to give ourselves space to experiment with other expressions of church? Can we do all of our word cloud on a Sunday morning or not? These are the questions that I want us to talk about. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we're just going to have chats as a family. Uh, so let me pray, and then we will talk together. Dear God, thank you so much for this church. God, thank you for the Meeting House East Toronto and the ways that you have been working in this community um, since 2016, since we launched out of downtown and became our own site in the East End. God, thank you for the way that you've been working in our church uh, since uh, I give this discussion time to you. Thank you that you are a God that is, is with us. You, you walk with us. And God, you are excited about uh, who we are, about what we are, are doing, God, and how we just come together to, to worship you, to be a community with you. And so I just pray, God, for community discernment. I pray that we would seek your will for this church for the next couple of months. And um, God, yeah, I just thank you for every person here. And as we navigate our own lives, all of the things, work and kids in school and worrying about COVID and staying home because we're sick, God, all of the things, there's just so much going on. So God, I just pray that you would be with each one of us.